helping you to become more alive in life. That's what we do. That's what we've done best for the past 22 years. David Essel in the box. Of course, you're tuned in to David Essel Alive on Talk Radio XM 246 and streaming live at talkdavid.com. Here's your opportunity to call me right now if you're stuck in life. We had Dr. Joaquin DePosada was just on with us. The guy was phenomenal. If, if you have a hard time with discipline, with making changes, call us. Let's talk one-on-one, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. As we say from time to time on the show, we love to open up, take your calls, and to help you get to that next level in life. And there's no better time than right now to do that. So if you're sitting there going, why can't I shift? Why can't I find the love of my life? Why is this struggle with money? Why does it seem to keep coming up? What's going on with my weight? I have these issues. Why, why am I procrastinating doing the work I know that needs to be done? These are the type of things we've been helping people with for over 30 years and for 23 years as a counselor, coach, and more, 1-800-548-8255. If there is, an, is there an addiction? Is there something about food or alcohol or nicotine or drugs that is just kicking your butt and you don't know how to move past it? This is the time. This is absolutely the time. We've got a ton of emails that we'll try, I'll try to get to, as I do every weekend, as many as I can. If you want to shortcut that, though, and jump on the line, it's not even taking a risk because I'm on your side. You know, that's the cool thing about our radio show is that you're not going to hear me say, oh, my God, what do you mean you're doing it? How come you haven't accomplished that yet? No, it's we're compassionate. We're open. We're here. We're kind. We're loving. <laughs> you name it, just ask me. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-8255. And I also want to mention, because of the guests that we have, like, Dr. DePasada, and um, and coming up later in the show, we have uh, James Smith, Smitty, and Christina Carlisle again. And in the past, we've had Joe Cerulli and J.J. Virgin and J.B. Glossinger and Bob Berg and all these amazing authors. Go to our website, talkdavid.com, and you can listen to hundreds of the most inspirational interviews that we've done, all for free, on our website, talkdavid.com. Again, our number here, one 800 Five four eight eight two five five. This question comes in. Um, uh, oh, okay. Don't eat the marshmallow yet is one of my favorite books I've ever read. He's referring to our last interview that we just had with Dr. D. Uh, Posada. He, and then it goes on to say, you answered an email last week about only going after one goal at a time. Currently, I have three major goals I'm trying to accomplish. Why do you recommend just one? The answer to the question is, is it's a great question, and the answer is going to be um, pretty simple. When we are able to diversify our energy, however many goals we're going after, that's how long extra it's going to take to accomplish your main one. So if you have three goals, let's say you're trying to quit weight, uh, quit smoking and lose weight and make more money. We're just going to throw those three out there. As long as you're bouncing between trying to lose weight and quit smoking and make more money, as long as you're bouncing between these those three goals, it's going to take you 33% longer, if you're lucky, to accomplish any of them. But if you were to just focus on one, and often, as we say in our work, it's the one we've denied, delayed, procrastinated, taken care of the longest. If you were to just focus on one of those goals instead of three you would be getting what you desire out of life up to 33% faster and probably even quicker than that. 
And how do we know that? Well, New Year's Eve resolutions tell us everything. Most of us, when it comes to looking at achieving major goals, we've probably had the goal to achieve for a number of years. Some people 5, 10, 20, 30 years. Some people have been talking about saving money for 25 years. Some people have been talking about letting go of a resentment for 10 years. Some people have been talking about losing weight for 30 years. Letting go of an addiction to nicotine or alcohol for 20. You know, I should probably cut back on this drink and stuff. We've been thinking about it, if not talking about it forever. But then we divert our attention by having more than one goal. So we say, you know what? No, 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 no. Enough of this multiple goal stuff because it's never worked. It's never worked. We'll jump between the goals. When one gets a little difficult, when one gets a little tough, we're going to switch and go, you know, it's not about that. It's about this. And then all of a sudden we're chasing our tails and we don't get anywhere. So let's stop the jumping. Choose the one, the biggest one, and put your attention on it. And once that's accomplished, you will feel amazing, which will lead then to greater success in life. 1-800-548-8255. Well, what is the most difficult marriage you've helped to save in your years of work? I I that's I love this question and the one that pops into my head right away was that I worked with a couple and the guy could not decide between his girlfriend and his wife. It was the most difficult uh uh marital situation that I I ever saw in my life. In 23 years of working with couples, I'd never seen anything this difficult. The guy was absolutely torn. He was a great guy. And he was absolutely torn, and he'd come into the office every week just a mess. His wife had asked him to leave, to live in a hotel. He agreed. He knew that was the right thing to do, but he could not make – and when I saw this guy come in every week just totally beside himself on trying to make this decision, and I know there's a lot of people when I tell this story saying, how could you have compassion for him? He, He had an affair, blah, 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 blah. But it's different in our work. We don't judge. We don't. We can't judge. And the wife would come in, and but I'll tell you what, it was the most difficult situation where an affair took place between a married couple that I'd ever seen. But it was also the most fulfilling, as for my work, as many times it is, because at the end of the day, he did make a decision to go back to his wife. At the end of the day, she made a decision against her family's wishes and her friend's wishes She made a decision to fight for her marriage, and in her decision to fight for the marriage, and I've said this from that day forward in lectures I give around the country, it was energetically what pulled him back. When when she did not give up, when she did not guilt him, shame him, when she just said, you know what, I'm here, and I'm staying grounded in my love for you, you're not going to live here while you're being with someone else. I'm not going to bend over and die for you. I'm not going to be submissive. I'm not going to accept it. But when you're ready, and if you choose to come back, I am here. It was that immense groundedness on her part, her absolute 100% unconditional love. I'm like, I, it's one of the few times in my work I have seen unconditional love. And I'm not saying this woman was not with, was without challenge and pain. It was extremely difficult for her to do what she did, but she felt it was the right thing. And they had been married for over 15 years, and the marriage was just okay for, I'd say, probably 12 of those 15 years. The last three years, it was not good. It ended up being in this mess of a situation. But then I look at, that was four or five years ago, and I worked with a couple, and they reached a deeper level of love than they could have ever 
imagined, ever, ever, ever imagined. So that was, to answer your question, it's a great question, the most difficult uh, thing I ever saw in working in, in marriage counseling. 1-800-548-TALK. 1-800-548-8255. Um, another, we've got some great questions coming. Feel free to call. You know, feel free to, to give us a ring and, and your question on the air, just like the questions that are coming in right now, just like what we're talking about right now. Uh, these questions, when they come in, we know that there's a positive effect on millions of people because you're not the only one facing what it is that we're going to talk about. How long does it take to fully heal from low self-esteem? What a great question. Uh, I've had no confidence since a child. I'm a 38-year-old woman. Okay, so you have 38 years of conditioning. Something happened in your early childhood must have, that uh, that beat up your self-esteem, that told you you weren't worthy of whatever it is that you desired. And when we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you exactly how long it's going to take. How long does it take to come back from 38 years of an addiction or low self-esteem or a, a, a pro- challenge with eating or drinking or smoking or a crappy love life? How long does it take? I have the answer after this, and I want you to stay right there and call us, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Much more information on the show at talkdavid.com. I'm David Essel. Stay right there. Positive Talk Radio, celebrating 22 years. You're tuned in to David Essel Alive, 1-800-548-8255. That's the lineup number. Get in here to talk to us. We're going to talk to Will Wilkerson in a couple minutes. We're going to get Will Wilkerson on talking about, uh, he is down to 13% body fat. Of course, Will right here in the studio in XM246 with David Essel Alive, the show. He has been with us since the beginning, and this guy's down to 13% body fat. We'll find out from Will what he did, how he did it, where he started out with, and what is his next goal here. 800-548-8255. You have a thought. You have a question. I'm going to get back to this email in just a second here. You have a thought, a question. You want to get to a new place in your existence. This is the time to give us a call. 1-800-548-8255. Free life coaching on the air 800-548-TALK. So the question was, how long does it take to fully heal from low self-esteem? I have had no confidence since a child. I'm a 38-year-old woman. It ta- I'm going to tell you something. If, if you were to apply some of the principles I'm going to share in a second, for 365 days, one year, you can shatter 38 years of conditioning in one year. Now, that's called instant That is instant. When you compare 38 years of low self-esteem or 38 years of an addiction or 38 years of screwing up with money, and I'm telling you right now on the air that you can totally radically heal that in one year, 38 years to one year, that's a hell of a bargain. Number one, 
You've got to release people that are holding you back. You have to release people that are telling you, you know, you've never been that creative. You've never been that good with money. You just don't have the confidence of your sister, blah, 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 blah. You got to release those people, friends, well-meaning family, whatever it means. You got to stand up and say, listen, no more talk about the fact that I haven't been able to accomplish X, that I have low self-esteem. I have low confidence. From this moment forward, I'm going to tell you mom, dad, sister, brother, quote, unquote, best friend, that if those words come out of your mouth, we're not going to be able to communicate. We're not going to be able to talk about me. You'll have to draw the line there, number one. Number two, find someone to hold you accountable, a minister, a therapist, a coach, a counselor. Find someone that can help you shortcut the learning process. And number three, get yourself involved with something like a Toastmasters or a course on building self-esteem and confidence. Those are the three steps. Remove the people that are holding you back, get involved with a one-on-one program, and then get involved with coursework. And if you do that for 365 days in a row, my love, you will shatter 38 years of low self-esteem. I guarantee it. 1-800-548-TALK. Will Wilkerson is with us right now. Hey, Will, are you on the line? I am right here, sir. All right. (laughs) In Studio E, Los Angeles, California, of course, Will is uh, producing our show right now. Now, where did you start when when, when you started the program with your exercise and diet? Where where were you at in regards to body fat? Do you remember? My highest was approximately, I was 240 pounds, um, and I had about 32% body fat when I first started. And that 32%. Was, and that was in February of 2012. So, I mean, it's been a, a little over a year now. Yeah. Okay. To go in one year from 32% to 13% is freaking amazing, isn't it? It's been a, a long and arduous journey. I mean, for me, it's it started off just kind of figuring out what I can do. So it's just it's small, manageable things. Um, I was able to, to track my my progress through uh, applications on my phone, and also with something called a Fitbit, um, which allowed me to you know see where I was and also kind of challenge myself. Uh, lately, as it's becoming more difficult to lose body fat, I've kind of plateaued. Um, around 170 pounds or so and between 13 to 15% body fat. So I'm trying different techniques in order to, to maximize it and uh, continue to cut the body fat while maintaining muscle mass. What was the reason that you got into this program? I mean, you know, I kind of looked at myself and I, I realized that, you know, I'm the only one that can make changes for myself. I have to be accountable for my own actions. And I was just kind of letting myself go, you know, it, and it's very easy to do that. You know, you live a sedentary lifestyle and, you know, it's easy just to, you know, buy 12 tacos at the local taco shop and just kind of sit down in front of the TV and, and pig out. Um, but for me, you know, it it's kind of just being more more mindful of all, of all of my actions in general. And it becomes it's made me a better person all around, I would think. Has anyone has anyone that hadn't seen you in a while seen you recently and couldn't believe the change? Have you had those type of comments? Oh, absolutely. And and that's actually one of the, the greatest feelings is because people just go, OMG, what's going on here? You know, they, they, <laughs> they you know, they're, they're wondering, you know, what is what are your secrets? And I say it's, it's just dedication. It takes a lot of hard work, but it pays off in spades because you have better health benefits. You look better. You feel better about yourself. I mean, there are all of these things uh, that are, you know, brought in all together with with being more healthy and having a right a good mindset and also good physicality as well. So you've lost 70 pounds in a year. Yep, uh, about a year or so. Yeah, yeah. And and what was the what was it was it more difficult for you will to change your eating program or to add exercise? 
I mean, exercise for me, it, it was kind of a gradual increase because you can't just you know, jump in and run five miles on the first day, especially when you're carrying around when you're in the obesity category. It's a little bit more difficult. Um, but changing the diet, I mean, sometimes I still have that mindset where I think in terms of, of a fat person, um, you know, where I want to order all of this food and consume it. Um, but the thing is, is that you can still do certain things, but you have to structure your the way that you operate in in the sense that you can enjoy the things that you want, but you uh, you work towards those goals. Uh, for example, right now um, today I had uh, three double cheeseburgers, but they were lettuce wrapped and with bacon. Um, hmm. So I'm I'm doing a low carb day, for example. Um, right. So so it's it's high protein, higher fat, um, but low carbs. Because um, I worked out yesterday, and so I did I did carb loading yesterday after my workout, which helps increase muscle mass and energy and repair. Um, and I'm also on this thing called intermittent fasting, which is something that's been um, really gaining traction since the, the early 2000s when the book Intermittent Fasting came out. Um, but there's different applications. Um, I'm doing one uh, which is called 16-8, which I'm fasting for 16 hours. And then I have an eight-hour period in which I can choose to eat three meals or five small meals, you know, whatever it, it is uh, to tailor to the specific needs that I need for the day. Are there foods that you've given up that you really, really miss? No, no, I actually haven't given up any foods whatsoever. Um, it's just a matter of uh, being mindful of uh, my calorie intake, uh, the activity that I have, and just maintaining a deficit or, at the very least, um, maintenance. Um, you know, I try- what- oh, go ahead. No, no. In in one year, I just want to do a recap here. In one year, Will Wilkerson has lost 70 pounds. He's dropped almost, oh my gosh, almost 100%, over 100% body fat, right? From 13, 13, it would be 26. Um, 32% body fat to 13% body fat. Did, did you, have you done this whole thing by yourself, Will, or did you, do you have a workout partner? What's going on there? Well, I, it's been hard to find somebody who I can work out with because, um, being in broadcasting, I'm working seven days a week. So the scheduling is kind of difficult. Um, but I am involved with different, um, online communities, which help challenge and motivate me. And there's a lot of people that are on a similar fitness journey as I am, which have allowed me to, uh, ask questions, um, and they provide their own insights. And I also look at different training plans and different diets. Um, for example, I'm kind of dabbling in the paleo diet a little bit. I mean, I still love legumes. Yeah. So, I mean, I can never truly get away from from um, black beans and that sort of thing. Um, but it allows me to try new things and be more adventurous than I was before. Yeah. And and, and from a, uh, now here's something that we, we've got like uh, 45 seconds left. So many people say that there, I would make the same changes that Will Wilkerson, David's producer on XM, is making, but I don't have the time. Will Wilkerson just said he works seven days a week. How do you fit in exercise? It's just a matter of just being committed to it. I mean, th- that's the bottom line. You have to be committed to to what you want to do. Set those goals. You know, sometimes I don't hit the goals that I would like to hit, but I try to allocate the time. I get up an hour earlier, for example, go to the gym or go for a run, um, things like that. So it's just a matter of of being dedicated to your end goals. And that's the same. It applies across the board. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's fitness or whether you have a plan or some kind of a dream or aspiration. You have to focus on what you want to do. You can't eat the marshmallow, can you, Will? I love marshmallows. I can never stay away from that. <laughs> hey, I'm so glad that you had a chance to come on and share. This has been really great information. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to what Will's talking about, the commitment, yes. But he also said something interesting is that he hasn't given up anything in regards to favorite foods. Will, congratulations, dude. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. 
Yes. 1-800-548-8255. Thoughts or questions in your life regarding your body, your career, money, addiction, releasing of addictions, habits, starting something, procrastination. 1-800-548-8255. America's Positive Radio Show. More information at talkdavid.com. I am David Essel. Stay there. Helping you to make the most important changes in your life. Uh, every Saturday for the past 22 years, David Essel alive. 1-800-548-8255. You're listening to us on Talk Radio XM 246 and, of course, streaming live at TalkDavid.com. Coming up in just a couple minutes, James Smitty Smith is going to be with us. Of course, he's the host of the very popular television show in this corner. He's been involved with sports for a number of years, radio, television, and himself professionally as well. We're going to talk to him about this, the whole thing with Jason Collins, the professional basketball player who came out as a gay man. We'll be getting the uh, the opinion of Smitty and what that means for other athletes. What's it mean? Is there a difference between individual athletes like the, uh, the former Olympic boxer that came out as gay, as an individual athlete? Is there any difference between that and someone who's playing on a team sport? Maybe, maybe not. What about fans? The fan response. We'll be talking to Smitty in just a minute or two about that. Also, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Just go to David Essel Alive on Facebook where we post Every day, multiple times a day, videos on motivation, quotes on motivation, links to other people that are doing great stuff, and you'll also get all the archives. And every show that we do on XM is archived on our website, talkdavid.com. So tonight, if you missed part of today's show, right after the show, you'll be able to go there, talkdavid.com, and listen to the archives. Uh, And also through talkdavid.com, you can find out how to get the show streamed live to your iPhone, your Android. Absolutely free. It's very cool. All the information at talkdavid.com. James Smitty Smith has been around TV and radio for 25-plus years. He is the host of the TV show, the very popular television show in this corner, and a former professional boxer, a former college football player, talking about this huge, huge news a week and a half ago, Jason Collins coming out of the closet. Smitty, welcome to the program. Hey, David, how you doing? Good, good. So, you know, in the in the news, Smitty, it's been quite wild that people are referring this, his Jason Collins coming out as a gay basketball player, still playing, not retired, still playing, as equivalent to Jackie Robinson black, breaking through the color barrier as the first professional black baseball player. Is that analogy accurate? No, not in, not in my opinion. And, you know, you, you and I haven't spoke about this because I was – crazy busy with the fight last week and you you've been right. busy with all you do so so i don't know how <laughs> no not not in any way shape or form it's a big big story but quite frankly it's really not a big deal because we know this has been going on for years unfortunately more athletes in in team sports have not come out until after like in the national football league i remember dave copay was the first guy to come out I think I had him on the radio show years and years ago. He came out in the 70s when it, obviously it was a difficult situation yeah. there. But you can't, you can't be in the closet with your color 
like Jackie Roosevelt Robinson did when he broke the color barrier in 1947. And, and, and guys like Jackie Robinson and, and, and you know, Nat uh, Sweetwater Clifton, the first NBA player, and Chuck Cooper and Fritz Pollard and Bobby Marshall in the 20s in the, in the National Football League and the great Jack Johnson in 1908, their lives were at stake uh, because of their color. So, yes, I think it's an important step. I wish more would do it. I played with, uh, with, with gay athletes in, in high school and in college. It goes on everywhere. I wish more would, you know, would come out. But honestly, David, absolutely, in my opinion, no comparison. Now, what about the um, – there was a, the, the former Olympic boxer who now is a professional boxer came out as gay – I think you're referring to Orlando Cruz, I believe. Orlando Cruz, exactly. And and when he came out as gay, one of the comments that was made in a newspaper article about this is that it really isn't that big of a deal because it's not like he's suiting up with 11 other guys in a locker room. And let me tell you when it was a big deal. When Emil Griffith fought Benny Kid Perrette in their third fight, March 24th, 1962, and Emil Griffith was... Uh, you know, uh, the, one of the great welterweights in, in, uh, of his time and, and ever. And Benny Kid Perrette, yeah, you know, had found out it was kind of uh, common knowledge uh, that Griffith was gay, and he picked on him about it. And Griffith uh, not only beat him, but he beat him to death. Uh, Perrette mm. never recovered from the beating he took, uh, especially in round 12 when he slumped uh, on the ropes and the fight was stopped. Uh, it, it, it is It is different in the fact that you know, uh, in the National Football League, that's going to be the interesting one. Major League Baseball, because it's, you know, it's so old school, and, and, and the National Football League. But still, you know, guys all know it. All, there's probably a gay on every damn football team, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and so I don't think it's, it's going to be a big deal. But, yeah, because uh, Orlando Cruz doesn't have to suit up in the locker room, you know, with 30 other guys – Right, it's not right. as big a deal. But, but again, because of time, I think what Martina Navratilova and Billie Jean King and Bill sure. Tilden did, they lost sponsorships and, and millions of potential dollars. So the times have changed. This is not Harvey Milk, what J, you know, Jason Collins. I'm not taking anything yeah. away. I'm glad he did what he did. But I, I think we're going overboard the other way with it. I really do. There's there's been a lot of talk, too, with Jason Collins about how this is going to actually create a whole new slew of endorsements from him for him. Um, that yeah, there's and going you're to right, a- David, and he's a guy who's a, probably would not. He's right on the cusp of not playing at all because he, he only averaged a few points last year. He's, he's at right, the end of his career. Rebounds. But yeah. I can't imagine now there's no way they'll let him not play because the NBA would be labeled – you know, homophobic or something. Right. So, and so right. it's. I think we have a really slippery slope, and we need to do a delicate balance. Charles Barkley brought out a great point the other day. He said, "Gosh, you got to be careful because if you say it's not a heroic thing, you can't be criticized for going the other way." Look, what people do in the bedroom to me is their own. You know, uh, whatever you want to do. Do I mean, gosh, football? I know a lot of NFL players and fighters and guys that I know that. Uh, uh, that do a lot of things that that are are uh, illegal and have done things that are illegal. Whoever you sleep with is your own damn business, and I and I just wish that that would be the situation with it. But uh, 
yeah, he's going to get endorsements. I think he'll play next year probably because of that. This is all of that good. I don't know if it helps balance things out, then fine. But please, please, let's don't compare uh, Jason Collins to Jackie Robinson. Uh, Smitty, a role model for teens. Do, do we consider Jason Collins now uh, for a, a role model for gay teens that might allow them to to break out and to feel less shame, less guilt yeah. about their uh, their sexual orientation? Man, that's the best thing that could come out of this. Maybe less bullying and more. You know, people who have you know who who are gay and want to come out or concerned or the suicide rate. You know, with with uh, the teens and, and gays has been you know tremendous, and that's that that's uh, been a tragedy. So I hope if it's an inspir man, and that's what he needs to do. You know, he's not that great of a basketball player, never was, but boy, if he can be an inspiration for the youth and 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 to show you know those bullying, hey, uh, grow up. You know, right, this is the right. world that we live in. Have respect for everybody, and if he can save lives, which I actually think he can, right. It's it's great to see a seven foot tall, two hundred and ninety plus pound man who has been respected enough as a professional athlete to play in the league for a number of years to come out with something so sensitive, Smitty. Don't you agree? Oh, you know, absolutely. And uh, again, that's why I think that type of a scenario. Uh, I I was all the last time I I remember seeing Emil Griffiths in a home right now, but I really, really uh, wanted to to get him on my television show and talk about it. But he he suffered from you know uh, pugilistic dementia and things, and I because I really wanted to talk about it. He he later I think would meet with uh, Benny Kid Perrette's son. You know, and and oh, yeah. right. So that, that was right. a documentary made about that. But yeah, Jay, Jay, I think Collins can really be an inspiration to others, and I I really hope it makes a difference. Smitty, stay right there. We're talking with James Smitty Smith, the TV host of In This Corner TV, InThisCornerTV.com, for more on Smitty. Back in a moment for more information and talk about Jason Collins, the first professional gay athlete coming out on a team sport. I'm David Essel. Info at TalkDavid.com. Stay right there. David Essel Live, broadcasting live as we always do every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, from Studio E in Los Angeles, California, 1-800-548-8255, 1-800-548-8255. Proud to be part of the Premier Radio Network on Talk Radio XM 246 and streaming worldwide at talkdavid.com. My guest... James Smitty Smith, the uh, talk show host, television host of the very popular show In This Corner, former professional boxer, former college football player, talking about Jason Collins, the professional basketball player, being the first team professional athlete to come out of the closet and announce that he's gay while still playing that sport. Smitty, I think that's the big news, isn't it? It's not that, that we're surprised that there's uh, gay athletes. It's We're surprised in a way maybe that in a team sport that he came out while he's still playing. You know, and that and that's really raises something to give credit to what team is supposed to be about. You don't think that guys that played with him, somebody knew 
And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there could be a case that w- of, of certain uh, players in sports where they, you didn't know and they did a great job of sheltering. But in sport, you, you know. I mean, when you're with somebody all the time. And the thing is, why hasn't anybody outed him? Because they respected him. They care right. about, does he rebound? Does he get me the ball? Does he block for me? Does he create openings? They, that's what, that's, in, in baseball, does he hit a home run? Does he catch the fly ball? In football, does he block? Does he tackle the... You know, th- this has gone on, and you know about it. Again, in high school, I, I remember playing with a couple of guys that we knew were, and they were you know, a couple of linemen that did a great job of blocking. They block. That gives a quarterback time. That gives me the pass. I don't care what he does. <laughs> I, so, love, I like those guys. Yeah, yes, you love yes, them. Yes, and, yes. and then the thing right. is, uh, you got to give credit to probably the safest place for a gay athlete would be in a, in a team sport because they're in a, in a, in a macho land, and they're going to be – in a, in, in a sense, protected by most of their players. And, and whether somebody doesn't condone a lifestyle or sexuality or whatever, they're still going to protect that because at the end of the day, it's like a family in sports. They're a right. teammate, so I have his back. You know, I, I, I have not heard Jason Collins say this, but I have heard many other athletes who are gay in, in the press come out and say, I could not handle living a double life anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and, and that's got to be a big relief for him. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and again, things have changed. I mean, you've known me for a long time. You know, I, I, I was in an interracial marriage for 26 right. years. My kids are biracial. Uh, you know, there was a time when walking down the streets in the South, you had to, even in my time, uh, n- now, you know, when I get together with my ex-wife and we, everybody's mixed, everybody's mixed up. Right. And so the world <laughs> has really changed. And, but again, we, I also don't think we want to go too far the other way where, it, hey, if somebody doesn't condone it or does, fine. You know, right. that person has a right to say, you know, my, my uh, religious beliefs are, I don't believe in that. Or, okay, fine. You know, but mm-hmm. as long as everybody has equality and rights, that's what the, the bottom line is. But I hope, again, and you touched on it earlier, what the Jason Collins thing uh, does more than anything is saves some lives, makes, uh, makes some people feel more self-esteem uh, and, 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 and integrity, and, and, you know, so that they can come out and say, hey, this is what I am. And, you know, but, but again, I think in the team element, that's why I say it's a huge story to the world, but you know, as far as uh, the NBA and the NHL and the National Football League and life goes on, you know, when or- when Orlando Cruz is in in the clinches and he's pounding somebody against the ropes and it- nobody gives a damn about, hey, you're a gay guy hitting me or I'm hitting. A- right. Nobody cares. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You got hey, me riled Smith- up, David. You got me going here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Smitty. <laughs> Smitty, what do you think? You know, you, you've been around sports forever as a, as a former athlete yourself and then as a TV and radio host for 25-plus years. What do you think that the fan base response of Jason Collins going into a especially visiting cities, what do you think that kind of response will be in a in a basketball arena? You know, really no different than than uh, – I mean, my God, we've dealt with, with, uh, with, with so many different characters – in, in basketball that I, I don't think, honestly, I don't think it's going to matter. And I think overall with all the problems that are in this, in, in this uh, country right now, I think if anything, he'll, he'll be cheered a little. Hey, people will know who he is now. 
Nobody oh knows my God. No, no, or newer kid. You know, that's the guy that scored. They, they don't go, hey, there's Jason. He, he's, he's averaging two points. Well, now they will say, there's the guy, you know, that, that came out. And, uh, yeah. you know, uh, good on you for that. Yeah. I think. I, and, you know, I, I, there, and by the way, David, will there be those? Yeah. But uh, I think, I think the, you know, the, the ones who will get castigated and excoriated would, any, would, would be anybody who would speak against him, in my opinion. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, there's, and you could be sitting here when I make this next comment, and you could be one of those people I'm talking about. There are haters in this world who will look for a reason to hate. And if it's because someone's skin is darker than the average black person, they won't like that person as much. Or if it's someone who's gay, or if it's someone who's flamboyant, you know, I think of uh, the, the, the Nick, uh, um, Nate Robinson. Uh, basketball player for the Bulls. So many people have been on his case for years because he's flamboyant and emotional on the court. What about uh, Dennis Russell, Rodman? Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman's way right. more wacky. We don't even. We can't even figure what closet he's in. <laughs> right, so that's J- right, that's Jason so. Collins is a choir boy or whatever <laughs> could, <laughs> compared to, to Dennis Rodman. <laughs> And it's so so, but there are haters there. They're going to look for a reason to hate him even more. Yeah. But I think you're right, Smitty. I, I think that those voices will more than likely be drowned out because of the potential of some kid in high school going, "Oh my God." There is a professional athlete that's got the strength to stand up and say, "This is who I am." Maybe I am not that weird after all. Yeah, and I and I and I do think that, that that's why I used to talk, you know, and tell the story about. Uh, Emil Griffith, if anybody, again, because he's one of my, he's on my all-time all list of great uh, uh, fighters. So I, 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 think, I think that it will do that. Uh, hopefully you, you should get, you know, uh, Jason uh, Collins on. In fact, uh, I just, you know, uh, lined up Orlando Cruz for somebody to have on. You should get him on and talk to, to him about you it. Know, I think he'd be an interesting guest for you. You know what, Smitty, I would love to ask you, if you don't mind, to, to, to connect me with Orlando, send me his information. Um, I, you know, I remember reading the article just about, I don't know, six months ago, and I was so impressed with the way that he approached it, the, the way that he approached why he came out. And he was one of those ones that said, you know what, I'm living a double life and this is painful for me. It's, I mean, he actually said, Smitty, that it was so painful to be a gay athlete and not be able to admit that he was gay. He finally just had to say enough of it already. Yeah, and boxing, again, because a lot of people don't even – uh, like to bring up the Emil Griffith. There's no more macho sport than boxing, and you know he's Puerto Rican, and then boxing has a tremendous history there, and macho, and you know all that right, stuff. He, right, right. Even the former fighter Hector Macho Camacho, the Puerto Rican, you know macho, and so I give yeah. him a lot of cra- uh, credit. I have not uh, had the opportunity to meet him, but somebody doing a show the other day. You know, uh, I, I set it up that that person had them, uh, him on. So, and I know he's open to do it. So, your type of show would be would yeah, be a, a great one. So, yeah, we'll work. I'll work on that for you. That would be awesome, Smitty. I, I appreciate that, James Smitty Smith. In the media, a professional athlete turned media host, radio, television, twenty five plus years. For more information on his work, visit inthiscornertv.com. In this corner, TV.com. Smitty, you rock. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm coming the show out of today. the closet as, uh, as a guy that's openly Irish and Lebanese from Miami, Florida, and I, and I sit up and watch the Bee Gees late at night. So there you go. I've come out. I've <laughs> You've come done out it, bro. Alive. <laughs> I love you, bro. Okay, buddy. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. James Smitty Smith, in this corner, TV.com. Uh, this is, I want to go back to this one, this one comment. 
that I made, and Smitty was on board with me here, brilliance, Jason Collins, brilliance when it comes to how you might free a, a teenager from the chains of feeling disgusted shame for being a gay person. Brilliance, Jason Collins, for coming out and giving the freedom for younger people and even older people that uh, are gay and feeling fully at shamed for who they are. Brilliance to you, Jason Collins. And we will look to get Jason on the show and Orlando Cruz. When I read the article about Orlando Cruz, the professional boxer, I said, oh, my Lord, this guy is rocking. 1-800-548-8255. 1-800-548-8255. Every Saturday, 6 to 9 Eastern, 3 to 6 Pacific, we want to bring you the most uplifting, positive. Now, it doesn't mean you agree. It, you do not have to agree with the opinion of this host. But whether you do or not, we want to always come from every topic that we handle from the most positive, enlightened position possible, which is what we've been doing for 22 years. We'll continue it on. Check out the website, talkdavid.com, to find out more about the guests that we have coming on today, the guests we have next week. We've got so much more for you to help you make the very best decisions in life. That's all at talkdavid.com. Our toll-free number, 1-800-548-8255. You want to chat, call me, 1-800-548-8255. I'm David Essel. Stay there.